0: cholesterol is not a good predictor of heart disease high cholesterol is not a good predictor of whether or not you're going to have
1: heart disease welcome to part three of our series on chronic disease today's episode is titled why high cholesterol doesn't cause heart disease and we also talk a lot about heart health remember Next Monday, June 6th at 6.30 at Armour Health, Reverse the Trend of Chronic Disease, free workshop. Bring your friends and bring your family for this jam-packed hour. Let's get to today's episode.
0: Hey everyone, this is Dr. Barrett. I'm a board-certified chiropractic physician with a passion and emphasis in functional nutrition. We can't wait to add value to your health, as well as the health of your family. Thanks for listening in to The Real Health Podcast.
1: Welcome to another episode of The Real Health Podcast with Dr. B. We've landed on part three of chronic disease. If you're listening to this and you have not listened to part one and part two, I would go back and listen to those parts because they will build on each other. hope everyone has uh, enjoyed part one and part two, Dr. B., Welcome to part three. Hey, man. What's going on? Just did a posterior chain workout with you, so sweating a little bit. Yes, I am too. I still am. <laughs> yep. What's um, What are we going to talk about today? Uh, pretty much heart disease okay. as a whole, heart health. Uh, uh, the, probably
0: the biggest myth when it comes to heart disease yeah. in terms of cause. Um, some just practical things that you can do um, to help your heart. Health and then, what are some, you know, values to look at when you're at your medical doctor's office that are very uh, commonly run, but maybe you
1: have to request it. So that's that's an, I'd say that's an overview. Perfect. Uh, remember what well, you've said this in part one and part two. This is actually leading up to a free workshop that Dr. Barrett is putting on at Armor Health in Knoxville, off of Lovell Road. Again, mark your calendars for Monday june 6th at 6 30 it is a completely free workshop there's going to be a just a jam-packed hour i envision there's going to be a lot of people here Um, i will put the event bright sign up in the show notes so if you guys do us a favor please let us know if you're coming and bring your friends and bring your family it'll be a good opportunity to see the armor health if you have not and then also meet dr b so that event is coming up very soon dr barrett i know uh You're probably excited about this one. This is going to be a good uh, workshop. I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, Even last episode, when we talked about cancer, we mentioned um, you know one thing that you can do to practically eliminate your risk of of cancer, and so we're going to talk about that at the workshop, and then we will continue to expound upon heart disease and diabetes, and then uh, more practical at at home nutrition um hacks that you can do to curve that chronic disease um
1: trend that we have in our culture perfect before we get into part three of why high cholesterol doesn't cause heart disease and all about heart health um we've gotten some feedback i've talked to some people that they really enjoy the episodes that we talk about things that you can switch and swap in your house that are healthier options
0: like the household uh yes uh, okay cool yeah
1: that one's been and those are applicable yeah they are very Uh,
0: good yeah, and that's really important for us uh to hear because sometimes um we we talk about things that really you know, maybe a mom wants to hear something to help their their baby or hey, I'm pregnant, what food should I eat? You know, just some other practical things that we that may not be on our radar. Mm-hmm. Everyone's in a different season of
1: life, so um do you have a comment on like how to maybe get in touch
0: with us on those things?
1: Yeah, I mean, really the the um Facebook and the uh, Instagram DM messages. If you guys aren't following us on those type of platforms, that really is a, just a really good resource. And then if we you see us out in public or you're, you're in the office and you're up front and, you know, to tell the ladies, maybe we could put something up there of like a type of episode that you would like to hear on maybe, you know, what they would want to hear. Like maybe that's a good way. But then also the DMs and the Instagram and Facebook. Yep. That'd, cool. be, a, that'd be a good one. Well, with that, uh, what's what 's one thing that maybe you guys um, at your house i don 't know cook with that 's an easy swap for some people? How about that
0: it actually goes into today 's show so how about that that 's cool
1: uh, butter we cook with butter a lot it 's very stable fat it 's a saturated fat, but not all butter let 's not we 're not going to run to the store and get some uh i don 't know what that stuff 's called but yeah well one
0: <laughs> thing for sure we 're not going to get margin right we 're going to get real grass-fed butter. So what Paula Deen uses. <laughs> uh, Betty Crocker, <laughs> the big old tub. The brown tub. Oh yeah, oh. man. Come on. You should spoon that out and just... <laughs> um, so you cook with butter. So we do. We okay. cook with uh, grass-fed butter um, or ghee. And, and so one thing that is important to know about butter is again, it's a very, it's, it's a saturated fat, which means it's very stable when cooking at high temperatures compared to most um, vegetable oils. It's also a very healthy fat for our bodies because it helps every cell membrane. It provides structure and integrity for our, for our cells. And,
1: uh, and it's not a cause of heart disease. How about that? <laughs> segue into today's episode yeah but absolutely. so i mean so the the butter myth of course but it's margarine and grass-fed butter i we use carry gold is that yep. some of the stuff that you guys yeah. use as well carry gold's great right yep absolutely we we use it mm-hmm. i um <laughs> i i still do sometimes um but people always used to laugh hysterically but i actually put butter in my coffee sometimes like especially in the morning and put some coconut oil. And I've always been a fan of butter just because it, it tastes delicious. So. i put uh, – yeah, I, we use we use a lot of butter for sure. Um, and most people think,
0: well, hey, that's going to that's gonna increase my cholesterol levels. Um, and then, you know, then we get into the egg conversation, that's going to increase my cholesterol levels. And so anyway, it's a good segue because for sure uh, we use butter over vegetable oils that have been heavily processed, sprayed with Roundup. Mm-hmm. You know, mass-produced uh, genetically modified seeds from Monsanto and, and are killing us. Honestly, yeah. uh, those rancid vegetable oils are very inflammatory and oxidizing to our cells. So it's not, a, it's not beneficial to our health. Uh, better is way,
1: way better. Good. Thank you for that. Part one, root cause of all chronic disease. Part two, cause of cancer. Part three, we're going to label this why high cholesterol doesn't cause heart disease slash heart health. We're going to start with a myth just like we did on part two. Go.
0: Cholesterol is not a good predictor of heart disease. High cholesterol is not a good predictor of whether or not you're going to have heart disease. Okay. So most people think high cholesterol causes heart disease. High cholesterol, heart disease. It's not true. Studies do not support it. There is no study currently no study, that links high cholesterol um, with an increased risk of heart disease. It does not exist. So where does that come from? Blanket statement. It doesn't exist. Where do you think it comes from? Well, it comes from um, misguided information through the years, really. Mm -hmm. Um, When we look at – this is an analogy that you might have heard before. I'm not sure. But if you look at a – a crime scene who's going to be on a crime scene police Mm
1: -hmm.
0: who's going to be at a house that's on fire firefighters Mm -hmm. so who's on the scene do you think the firefighters caused the fire right no they're there to help um so when there's a scene of disaster who's on the scene has been um, vilified mm-hmm. as being the cause. So, uh, okay. right? Okay. And heart disease, because there's plaqueing and cholesterol buildup within the arterial system, mm-hmm. we just associated that with the cause of heart disease. When there's occlusion of arteries and, and there's narrowing and there's plaque formation, and it's cholesterol, um, then we just say, hey, that's, that's, that must be a, a cause of why this person is having a, a heart attack, for instance. Correct. Um, that's a pretty good analogy. Well, it helps us understand visually yeah. that just because someone's on the scene doesn't mean that person caused it.
1: Just, I mean, be, right? No that, no, that was good.
0: Yeah. And, and, and that's why cholesterol has been vilified. Um, and it's why when we even go back to like the eighties, when food, food pyramid was, was kind of introduced into our culture, the, what was on the bottom grains,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And what was at the, what was at the top?
1: Fat. I don't remember. Fats. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: They put fat uh, at the very top. Yeah. And they uh, said, "Hey, grains, right, are, are super healthy for you. Eat a bunch of those, and you'll be you'll be healthy. Yeah. And don't eat any fat. Um, <laughs> completely opposite <laughs> of what we do. Right. It, but that's kind of where our culture went. Yeah. For yeah. the last four, three, four decades. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's also why we have such, uh, you know, such an increase in. Heart disease and diabetes and obesity, overweight. So, um, the 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 myth is, cholesterol, uh, high cholesterol is not a good predictor of of heart disease. Yet most people think it is the cause. Uh, so when they see it above two hundred, yep, and and I mean it could be two oh one, and literally the patient brings in a lab test says, hey, they want to put me on statins. Mm-hmm. Because my cholesterol is two oh one. Okay. And I'm at risk for heart disease. I, I it's really hard not to laugh in their face. It really is. It's very hard because
1: yeah. it's it's such a misconception when it comes to heart disease. If someone what okay, so what are the numbers if someone does have high cholesterol and okay, let's say someone has a high cholesterol of a two oh one like you just said, yep. and they say, you know, they say that I'm at risk of heart disease. And that patient goes down the path of being put on statin. Statins. Well, what? What should they look at first? What should they do first? I mean, instead of just jumping right into medication. Well, one, they should look to see if they're
0: even at risk for cardiovascular uh, cardiovascular disease event.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there's other markers to look at. Okay. Um, there's a better way of working up from a laboratory analysis, the body to determine the health of the individual. Mm -hmm. Um, They're looking at at just one uh, one thing, which is cholesterol. Yet, um, okay, 50% of people that had uh, a heart attack had normal cholesterol levels. Wow. So when we look at um, even people with heart attacks, they have normal cholesterol. So how could someone have normal cholesterol and have a heart attack if, if cholesterol is a is a major predictor of heart disease, it's, it's, it's not. Yeah. So what's causing heart disease? What's causing heart attacks, right? How about this? If your, if your cholesterol is actually below 160, you're at a significant increased risk of dementia, Alzheimer's, low sex drive. Why? Because we need cholesterol to make every steroid hormone in the body. In order for a male to make testosterone, mm-hmm. he needs cholesterol. Yep. When his cholesterol is, is below 160, he's, he's not going to have a sex drive. And uh, he's also going to have restless leg syndrome. Mm. He's going to have memory loss because 60% of his brain is fat. So his his brain is literally starving to death. And so this is what drives me crazy because we're using statins, which, which in my opinion um, – is the worst one of the worst drugs ever ever made because of how widely they're used? Mm-hmm. They generate thirty-one billion dollars annually. Mm-hmm. Yet um, they don't help people actually not die. <laughs> they, yeah. th- if you're on statins, did you know it? It increases your risk of type two diabetes. Mm-hmm. If you're on statins, it depletes CoQ10, which is the necessary um, antioxidant molecule f- uh, for your cells in your heart to actually create energy so remember last week we talked about uh the mitochondria and cancer and and that mitochondria makes atp yep Mm -hmm. okay well coq10 is necessary for atp production so what happens when you deplete coq10 through a statin drug that's what it does yep um we have an increased risk of heart disease (laughs) We have an increased risk of actually a heart attack, increased risk of cancer, increased risk of chronic fatigue syndrome, increased risk of restless leg syndrome, increased risk of Alzheimer's and dementia, and the list goes on. So th- okay. that's why,
1: to me, statins um, are, are almost worthless. Yeah, I want to stay down on that for a second, though, because you said uh, we were talking about cholesterol and of course you said if it dips below a certain number or if it's you know if it dips below a certain number then you have no sex drive but if you go too high then it you're at risk so it's been vilified correct is that yeah. a fair statement yes okay so if if there if, if just a normal person that is on the street like again this is real health for real people i mean like how what do you do when it comes to cholesterol like how is it do you just Eat whatever you want to, and ignore that. Or I mean, what's a good medium of cholesterol? So um, we don't know. It's one. Okay. So if you were
0: baking a cake, and you just used almond flour, because we don't use
1: right wheat flour. That's a good. That is a good swap. <laughs> I mean, it really it is. Really I mean, you can go to Costco. Yeah. Yeah. And you can start using almond. They have gigantic bags of almond flour. Yes, I may pull a plug Costco here. I, this is not a, a thing for the show. Costco has really good swaps. Yeah, they do. And they, they're, they really do. They I agree. agree. Phenomenal swaps for your family. So, make yep. that. Swap. So, if
0: you use one ingredient to bake a cake, guess what? That cake <laughs> you're not going to have a cake. You're going to have <laughs> almond flour. You're going to eat almond flour. So, <laughs> cholesterol is just one piece of a multifaceted pie. Yep. Right? And so we have to look at um, the cause of heart disease by, by building a picture of a lot of different values mm-hmm. and, and lifestyle, um, right? Health is not a one-size-fits-all. So, f- so we got to look at blood pressure. We have to look at heart rate. We have to look at stress levels. There's more stress attacks than there are actually like heart attacks.
1: Mm.
0: So we got to look at stress. Are you getting adjusted? Are you moving your body? Are you eating clean? Are you living a fasted lifestyle? What's your inflammation levels look like? And when we get that picture, then we can understand if they're actually a risk for cardiovascular disease. So that's 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 why we can't just use um, cholesterol. So we don't know what a ideal cholesterol number is because everyone's different. And everyone's in a different season. See, if you're in a more stressed season, mm-hmm. guess what? You're going to produce a little bit more cholesterol um, to make... More hormones if uh, if you're not in a stress state, your cholesterol levels are going to naturally uh, lower a little bit. your cholesterol levels are always in a fluctuation of elevation and decline elevation and decline um, so what's a good number well I'll tell you that you probably want to be at minimum uh, close to two hundred actually if not you know above two hundred okay like that's actually healthy <laughs> what's- um but even the, the standardized test of looking at cholesterol alone, like total cholesterol, you know, LDL, HDL, that test is practically obsolete. It really shouldn't be done. It doesn't give us enough data. And and so that's where... But it's still used every single day to diagnose people. Every single day. Every single day. And that's why um, there are two better, in my opinion, there are two better predictors of heart disease
1: We're going to get to that cholesterol. at the end of the episode. Or... Right.
0: Yeah, we we are we're uh, well. We are. Okay. We can we can list those. Yes. Okay. Um, and 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 so, sto- long story short, um, cholesterol is not the cause of heart disease. Therefore, statins shouldn't be the first line of defense.
1: Okay, but they are right now for some people. Right. Okay. So, I mean, if the, if some, if they are on statins, if if you're if someone's listening to this and they're all on statins or they're looking to get on statins, if they've been told they have a 201, they're going to mm-hmm. you know have heart disease. I mean, is it is it the four main things that we talk about all the time? Diet, lifestyle, nutrition. But you, you sometimes you have to have those. Or is that a is that a, is that a wrong statement from me to say no? You have to have those statins for a little bit.
0: Uh, it's not a wrong statement. Um, it, it can be a right statement. It just depends on the individual, and I think that's why it's important to um, go to a practitioner who's going to do a good workup mm-hmm. and help un- understand what uh, lifestyle you're living and see if there are are current things in your life that are risk for heart heart disease mm-hmm. um, that are attributing to a risk for incre- increased risk for heart disease um, and do a proper laboratory analysis. You know. Um, and then have this conversation with you because it's so hard to just say, hey, here's a number and here's your – we can't do that. It doesn't exist. Here's a number. Here's your risk level. Um, so if we get your number lower, you're, you're going to lower your risk for heart disease. It, it's – again, the research isn't there. So it's just as simple as, hey, if you're on statins, don't come off of them, okay? Um, if you're thinking about getting on them, hey, work with a practitioner that's going to do a proper workup, and we'll give
1: you a couple values to look at at the end of the show. It's awesome. Anything, um, I'm thinking just because of with statins, you can eventually work your way off of that. Oh, yeah. Correct. That's the goal. Absolutely. Isn't, okay. isn't the goal
0: for every person who's on medication to inevitably get off medication? Yeah, I would
1: unfortunately say that's the goal, but that's not what happens.
0: It's not what happens. The greatest uh, money-making medication is the one you have to be on for the rest of your life. Um, it keeps you alive. It doesn't kill you, mm-hmm. and, and you're on it for the rest of your life statin drugs and and they 're giving it to kids uh, kids you know they 're kids not just
1: not just adults, so I think that 's one of the things that we 've covered on multiple episodes, and again again, we just hit it right there like it 's not something that you have to be on the rest of your life if you 're able to take a bigger picture view of it and figure out what is happening at a whole, okay, the cause of heart disease inflammation it
0: just goes back to um, Heart disease. So we.
1: So what burned down the house? Fire. Right. That's that's what. The put, firemen are there, and the firemen are the cholesterol. Cholesterol has been vilified, and the fire is inflammation. Got it. So, um,
0: what causes inflammation in the cardiovascular system? Sugar. Sugar is like scrap metal running through the arterial walls, creating damage and havoc breaking up the inside of the vascular wall that endothelial lining and so therefore wait we got a problem we've got a we've got a um, damage we have damage done to the arterial system so um, the brain says hey, hold up we got we got to heal this mm-hmm. so it actually increases the production of ldl cholesterol from the liver to go into the cardiovascular system to then start to patch and repair their arterial walls. Really? Yep. yep. Okay. So that's literally a mechanism of, of plaque formation. It's trying to repair it. That's all it's doing. So it's actually it's trying to put out the fire. and But it, the body is actually
1: thinking it's doing good. It is doing good.
0: It, it is doing the best it can with what it has. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, your body... The way God designed it is this. It's always trying to do the best it can with the information it has. We just got to give it better information, right? Because if you're providing it with, with, with the, if the input is bad, the output's bad. If the input's good, the input's, the output's going to be good. And so um, the, the body is constantly trying to adapt and, and survive. So the survival mechanism is actually an increase in cholesterol production because of increase sugar levels if you want to lower your cholesterol 50 points get off sugar if you're at like 350 and you want to get down you know below 300 um or just see what your
1: cholesterol levels could be just get off sugar okay get off sugar i want, i gotta ask you questions. process
0: sugars processed grains where are
1: people getting those that they don't know they're getting them from Ma-
0: mainly food pyramid the, okay. at the bottom um because we know that sugar is sugar Correct. Right. We know the caramel frappe, frappuccinos at Starbucks is sugar. Sweet teas, delicious. It's They're sugar. so good. Yeah. Uh, we know straight sugar, is sugar, right? We know that an average American consumes 160 pounds of sugar per person per year. 160 pounds. Um,
1: that's a lot of sugar. That's
0: a lot of sugar. Yeah. So we know that, but where we don't know it is usually when it's found in in breads and rices and cereals and cakes and.
1: But that's why I, I don't think. Uh, again, for the people that aren't reading labels, and for just normal individuals that have a life and kids and busy, like where, the sugar is hidden. You're saying in the food pyramid.
0: Yes, it's hidden in the conventional processed grains in our society.
1: Okay. Uh, and then people love sugar too. People are addicted to straight sugar, so they're just consuming that a lot. You know. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to dig I dig even further. Someone looks at the back of a of a label right now. And they don't really know if they're getting their sugar, there's sugar added sugar difference. Is that a you get that, is that question? Yeah, okay. so there is a difference, okay. right? The sugar content, like if I just had
0: a banana after a workout, if you look at the sugar content of it, it's X grams. If I take that sugar and I throw some cane sugar on top, mm-hmm. there's total sugar and then there's added sugar. The cane sugar is the added sugar. Got it. So so it's the
1: additional. Baked into the product or added to the product. (laughs) The sugar of fruit have been vilified. Is that okay? It depends if you can process sugar. See, the problem is if you eat too much
0: sugar, then your body can't process sugar. It doesn't matter if it's from fruit or if it's from, you know, uh, uh, a bunch of cane sugar, it it doesn't really know the difference. Okay. Um, But if your metabolism is set up, postured to create energy from carbohydrates sugar then you're then you're set right um but if it's not and and the best way to tell is uh is the
1: wall test the what the wall test i don't know what that is so the wall Here's, test for anyone that's not or if you this isn't on youtube but if you're looking he's looking at me just with the weirdest smile whatsoever <laughs>
0: well because people laugh
1: when, yeah. I, when I show him, won't we show you the wall test? All right, got to take my headset off. <laughs> okay. All right, All right you so here, I'm going to give him a visual. I've always wanted to do this. Okay, Dr. Beard is standing up right now, and he has got his face against the wall. His, he has <laughs> put his nose against the wall. What, I don't understand. What are you doing? I just walked into the wall. He just walked into the wall, people. And
0: I just wanted to see what hit first. Was it my toes or was it my belly? <laughs> <laughs> if your belly hits first, you don't handle sugar well. And so the wall test. <laughs> so walk into the wall, and what hits first? Okay. And so is this, if, is this like an inside joke, or is this a, no? Is no it, so it's a, true. It? It's kind of true. Okay. It, it has no. It has no research behind it. Okay. Maybe it does. I don't know it. I've never seen anything like it. But so if you're on the side of the road right now, but it's belly fat is okay. really what we're talking about. If the belly fat is sticking out, okay, and uh, and is beyond your toes and your yeah. nose, yeah. uh, you you're not handling and processing carbohydrates well. And so then you're probably not in a position where fruit, sugar, is beneficial. It's probably more of a detriment. Okay. And we need to keep our carbohydrates in a lower end. Awesome. Okay. But inflammation as the core issue um, caused by increased elevated sugar levels, uh, which we'll talk about next episode, which is pre-diabetes, is a
1: better indicator of overall cardiovascular health than anything else. Okay. Well, I hijacked the cause of heart disease, inflammation, and sugar because- just those questions around there. What is the other cause? I mean, I know inflammation is the cause of heart disease because of sugar or anything else. You want to talk to with that point when it comes to inflammation? Because you don't hear that. I'm going to tell you, like you don't hear that heart disease. No, that's inflammation. So the other one, and this is this is kind of like taking a total
0: uh, rabbit trail. Okay, but I'll throw it out there because okay. I want to keep today's episode simple. Cardiovascular health inflammation, we'll give you a couple of lab values and we'll give you some some support. Um, But we'll dive dive into detail a little bit more of this at the workshop, but um, oral health. Oral
1: health, so dental health, is a very good indicator of whether or not you're going to have heart disease. That's not really a rabbit hole. We actually talked about that on episode one. Yep, we sure did. How, again, we don't have to go down the rabbit hole in this, but how serious is that? It's very serious. The uh, people are walking around with
0: a ticking time bomb in their mouth, and they're called uh, root canals. Mm -hmm. So root canals um, are a a, a breeding ground of um, pathogenic bacteria leaching into the lymphatic system that goes to organs uh, within your body, causing autoimmunity. And disease, literally, rheumatoid arthritis, cancer, heart disease, heart attacks. Mm. It, it, there, if you just type in dental health and heart disease, you'll see hundreds, thousands of peer-reviewed medical journals citing it. So it's not actually an uncommon knowledge. I just think we don't, we don't. We, it's not in the the part, front part of our brains. So we don't think about it much. But our dental health is very important to our heart, heart of health as well.
1: You touched on on part one, but if someone doesn't want to go back to part one and they're listening to this, and they're like, okay, maybe I should look into that. What should they do? Who They should call you. I remember you saying they should call their dentist or somebody and ask for what, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, well, if they um, – so we were talking about probably amalgam fillings. Yeah, that's what it was. I'm sorry. And it was just, hey, do you, do you remove amalgam uh, fillings and just see what they say? You know, if they're like – yeah, absolutely. It's a common practice or uh, they're confused or you you don't need to get rid of those or they're safe. Yeah. You're in the wrong
1: office. I wonder if insurance covers no.
0: that. No. And we talked about that. Why? Because, uh, well, if you notice, no dentists use amalgams anymore.
1: Oh yeah, that we did talk about that. Right, right? Yeah, but
0: yeah. Um, it was a slow fade out because if they were to deem it as medically hazardous to your health, then yeah, that's right. every insurance company would actually have to pay for the removal of amalgam fillings, which would bankrupt the society. The same thing is true with mercury and vaccines.
1: Hmm.
0: They they they're not going to come out and say it's dangerous because again they're
1: liable. So um, anyway, that's why. Yeah. Do you feel like we you know given the listeners some Good information when it comes to the cause of heart disease
0: again i think the the goal today was to kind of provoke the thought that cholesterol doesn't cause heart disease i think that's it and i think if we just hear that process that and then it's not for us to to convince you it's really for you to look up and 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 dive into and research and come to the workshop and learn more and read about so one two um that the biggest cause of heart disease is inflammation And then three, the next time you're at your doctor's office, if you're not going to come, you know, to uh, Armor Health or the health factory, um, there's a couple values that you should look at and you should ask ask your doctor to run. You want to jump into those? Yeah. Yeah. C-reactive protein and homocysteine. These are CRP and homocysteine. So CRP, C-reactive protein, and homocysteine, H-O-M-O-C-Y-S-T-E-I-N-E, homocysteine. And those two markers are very good indicators of inflammation of the cardiovascular system that's associated with an increased risk, a direct increased risk of cardiovascular events. High cholesterol is not an indicator of heart disease, um, but C-reactive protein is. So we're able to determine if a person's at risk by looking at CRP and homocysteine. Are those on normal workups? They are. Okay, okay. They, they are. They, this is a very, like, if you went to your doc and said, hey, can you run CRP or homocysteine? They'll be like, yeah. Um, you'll have to pay for that out of pocket.
1: <laughs> but, yes, they, they, will, they will typically do them. That's so good. If um, they have those values, um, do you know those values off the top of your head? Or is that just that, that is just a whole other rabbit hole? It is. okay Yep, yep. And, uh, and, and it is a, a different, you know.
0: Um, we can start getting really sciency with that, yeah. and then you know homocysteine is inversely related to methylation, and so we need B nine and B six
1: and B twelve to support that. But that's exactly what we're going to talk at the workshop. I was about to say if someone is on the fence about coming to the workshop and they want to know more about the heart disease, what do you feel like they'll walk away with on that Monday night when it comes to the heart, the, the heart talk or the chronic disease talk?
0: Yeah, so they're going to they're going to actually we're going to run we're going to show them a panel. Of of what to look at in the cardiovascular system, and then what we run, and then what some of the elevated markers are are doing to the heart, um, and then what you can specifically do to offset those elevated markers. Let's go cool. okay. um, through through vitamin um, therapy, uh, through stress um, stress resilience building, and uh, and then you know nutrition,
1: everything we talk about, sleep support, hydration. Right? Yeah, that's right. That's so good, Doctor B. Part three: Chronic disease. Why high cholesterol doesn't cause heart disease and heart health. Thank you so much. This yeah, was good. That's good. We're, gonna, we're getting closer and closer, guys. Remember, Monday, June sixth at six thirty at Armor Health. Mark your calendar. Sign up for the event. Bright. We will see you there, and we will see you coming up on part four of the Real Health Podcast with Doctor B. Before you hit X, hold on one second. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today with Dr. V. Two things that would really help the Real Health Podcast movement. One, share it on your social media, your Facebook, your Instagram, wherever you're on a social network. And two, if you go to Apple Podcasts and you scroll down, give us a five-star rating and give us a review. Thanks so much for your time, and we'll see you next episode.